Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. The secret of a seed. And we'll be in Mark chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. Let's start there. And he began again to teach by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, we pray that you would give us ears to hear heart to receive your word let your word be embedded in our heart God that we will live out your word that we will be as Jesus the word even made flesh father we thank you right now we give you praise in Jesus name amen amen in 2021 2021 Sometime in 2021, don't remember exactly, but I remember it was, it was the year 2021. My aunt asked me about this passage, and, and she wanted to know, was this passage speaking about money? Was it speaking about the word? And then she asked me this. She said, how do you receive 30, 60, and 100 fold? And so... I told her I would get back with her. And so I began to go through it and ask God about this thing of receiving 30, 60, and 100 fold, and I didn't receive anything for a long time because we in 2024. <laughs> but I began to get bits and pieces over time, God was piecing it together. See, sometimes God doesn't give you everything right when you want it. And I think God does that uh, many times, especially with preachers, because, you know, when God gives you a word all the time, whenever you just expect it, then you would think that you're his cousin. Yeah, you know, and you could just pull up anytime and, and get something you know you know how cousins do as soon as a cousin opened up a business you think you can go get something free because that's your cousin and, and it doesn't work like that with God you know when let me tell you most of the time when you want something from God you're gonna pay a price for the Christian having a healthy heart is crucial it's crucial because uh, the heart provides the basis for spiritual fruit. Proverbs 4 and 23 says this. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Now this is Bible study so I need you write quick. Get your pen, your paper out. Because that word keep right there means guard. 
to guard from dangers. It means to protect, to maintain, and to observe. Keep. What he's saying here is that you are responsible for the condition of your own heart. God's not responsible for the condition of your heart. You are responsible for the condition of your own heart. So how do you protect it? Well, you protect your heart with your eyes and your ears. I'm moved through this because I, I got to get to something tonight. You protect your heart with your eyes and ears. One of the most important ways to guard the heart is to be careful about what you allow into your mind through your eyes and your ears. The things we watch, the things we read, stuff we listen to, that those things have a significant impact on our thought life. And if it impacts your thought life, then ultimately it will impact your heart. He said in the second part of that verse, he says, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, that word issues in the Hebrew means boundaries. Boundaries. Meaning this, the limits of your life are set by your heart. Whether you have an open heart to God or a closed heart to God, you set the boundaries for your life. In the New King James Version of that scripture, it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So you have to protect your heart. And you have to be intentional about seeking out things that will nourish your heart and cause your soul and your heart to grow. You have to be intentional about avoiding things that will damage your heart. That means you have to be selective about the movies you watch. Because if you watch a lot of R-rated movies, you're going to have an R-rated mind. You have to be intentional and selective about the books you read. Can't read just anything. The music you listen to. Taylor Swift and Drake and The Weeknd. Flow, Green Day. You can't, listen, you can't listen to garbage. I'm glad you said, I, you know, I try and be careful because you know this gets streamed on YouTube. You can't listen to a lot of garbage and think that it does not enter your heart. We have to be aware of the impact that these things have on our thought life and guard ourselves against anything that will lead us astray from God. So what do you have to do? You have to stay filled with the word of God. You, you have to stay filled with the word. Because... One of the things that the word of God does is it guards against sin. Are y'all writing this down? Okay. You with me, right? Okay. It guards against sin. One of the most effective ways to guard our heart is to be filled with the word of God. Meaning as you read and meditate on scripture. It, it transforms your mind and it renews your heart. And what it does is when we study the scripture, when we read and meditate on scripture, it gives us the 
power and the ability to honor God with our living. The word does that. Psalm 119 and 11, it says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. When you in, internalize God's word, you guard your heart against sin. And then you're able to be transformed from the inside out. Another thing the word of God does is that it increases discernment. Not only does the word of God help us guard our heart, it helps us to discern between good and evil. Hebrews, we find that in Hebrews 4 and 12. Verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And by filling our minds and our hearts with the word of God, we are better equipped to discern good and evil. Notice I didn't say right and wrong. Because God doesn't deal in right and wrong. He deals in good and evil. Right and wrong changes on how people feel. <laughs> when you fill yourself with the word of God, and then you're able to discern good and evil, it keeps you from falling into these, these pitfalls of sin and temptation. Say discernment. Another thing it does is it affirms your faith. Being filled with the word of God helps us to stay rooted and grounded in faith. Colossians 2, 6, and 7. As ye have therefore received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. So the word of God establishes you. When you start to immerse yourself in the word of God, you deepen your relationship with God, and you grow in faith. So I just, I needed to lay that. Lay that out as we move forward in Mark chapter 4 so that you can get an understanding of why it is important to study the word of God, to grab a hold of the word of God. To be in a place like this where you're hearing the word of God. So in Mark 4, Jesus in the second half of this parable, he, what he, the disciples come to him and they want to know what is the meaning of this parable. And Jesus said to them, he said, unto you it is given Unto you is given to know the secrets, the mysteries of the kingdom. Say mysteries. Mark 4 and 14. Jesus said, the sower soweth the word. So he tells us right there that the seed is the word. The seed. Grab your bag. Because you got seed. Now everyone in here is receiving seed right now. Listen, listen. This ain't no dime bag. This is... <laughs> I know some of y'all. I know you. I know what you're thinking. This is seeds. Say seed. seed. 
Okay. So that everybody else is clear. Amen. <laughs> so the seed in the parable represents the word of God. Now the four types of soil, the ground represents four types of hearts. Now let's go to verse 15. He said, and these are they by the wayside when the word of God is sown. How's it sown? It's sown through, the pre through preaching. It's sown through teaching. It's being sown when you study it. He said, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. So who comes and takes it? Satan. So he comes and takes it immediately. But he takes it from these people who are hard-hearted. The hard-hearted people. The hard-hearted folk. See, the, the hard-hearted folk, they don't allow the word of God to penetrate their hearts. So, so when the word is being sown, it just bounces off. And the reason why they don't allow it to come into their heart, one of the reasons is, is because they have wicked influences. The wicked influences that we talked about, the music, the videos they watch. It could be their family, their friends, etc. And so you cannot receive the word of God, the seed, with a hard heart. You have to check your heart and you have to remove any adverse influence that will rob you of the potential of the word of God entering your heart. Those are the hard-hearted folk. That's not any of you. Amen. <laughs> Verse 16. He said, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they've heard the word immediately receive it with gladness, they have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these right here, they, they're the shallow-hearted people. And, and due to their shallow-heartedness, they receive the word quickly. That means that they receive the word without even thinking about it. You know, you've seen those people, they, somebody's preaching, and they, they're shouting, jumping, running. Yes, that's it. That's what the word says. But then you ask them what it was preached, and they can't even remember. Well, what was the word? I, I don't know, but it was good. Shallow. <laughs> because they received the word, but they didn't, they didn't, they received it without thinking upon the word. These are also shallow people. They receive the word, but they don't count up the cost. They, they don't count the cost. And, and, and so they, this person received the word, but it's in shallow waters. It's, it's just on the surface. No death. And you know they didn't have any death because when difficult times come, you know, that's the four horsemen. Problems, persecutions, trials, and tribulations. <laughs> when, when it comes... They're the first ones to leave. They're the first ones to bail out. Not realizing that 
the problems and the persecution, the trials and the tribulation came because of the word. Okay, news flash. This is new, breaking news right here. The fact that you're in here tonight. <laughs> let you know it's coming your way. Why? Because Satan is after the word. He's after this. Okay, let me clear something else up. You know, people say this all the time. Oh, the Lord, the, uh, the devil's trying to, he's trying to steal my purpose. He's trying. Listen, you ain't that important. I, I hate to break it to people. The, the devil trying to tell, he tried to destroy my destiny. You are not in that, that important. Because if you decide not to fulfill the purpose of God for your life, if you decide not to fulfill the purpose of God that he has for you in this earth, God's going to raise up somebody else. What the devil is after is the seed. He's after the seed. And so these people, they, they don't have enough death of commitment. They're shallow. They don't have any stick to itness. They don't have any endurance because they're shallow. But Jesus said this in Luke 9, 62. He said, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. You're not even useful for the kingdom. Let's go to verse 18. He said, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things. Entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Now, these are people with a divided heart. You got a divided heart. In business, they, they call it competing interests. Yeah. The kingdom means something to them, but so does their career. The kingdom of God means something to you, but... Yeah, so does my salary. <laughs> it, the kingdom means something to me, but so do my kids. And, and they got to play basketball and soccer, and they got to... Uh-oh. It's quiet in here. They got to be, you know, have ballet, and they got to... Competing interests the things of the world choking the seed choking the word of God the cares of this world the pleasures of life they come in because you do care for the kingdom, but it gets choked out. And when it gets choked out, those seed cannot grow to maturity. Matthew 6 and 24, Jesus said this, no man can serve two masters, for either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you'll hold to the one and you'll despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so what happens is this person, this divided heart, loves the things of God, attracted to the things of God, but still has the love of the world and the things of the world. And eventually, if you do not walk away from the world, you're going to despise God. You'll despise the things of God. 
You'll despise the church. Come on. Who are they to tell me I have to be in service? I can, I can stay at home and get God. Mm-mm. Well, divide it. The cares of this world. And you can't bring fruit to maturity. And then in verse 20, he says, And these are they which are sown on good ground. How many good ground we got in here? Amen. I only seen a few hands. Hold up. How many good? Come on now. How many of you are good ground? Such as hear the word, you receive it, and bring forth fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. And these are people with a good heart. They receive the word and they are fruitful. And as you see, they are fruitful with varying uh, degrees of fruitfulness. 30, 60, and 100 fold. Say, I'm good ground. Now, who determines, this is Bible study, who determines the degree of fruitfulness? Who determines it? Anybody? You do. You determine the degree of fruitfulness. So let's go to verse Mark uh, 4 and 21 through 23. It says, and he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? Now watch this. It almost seems like he's changing the subject, but he's not. Jesus here is still talking about the seed. The secret of a seed. He said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? He's talking about the word. He's talking about the seed. Come on. The Bible says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When he gets here in verse 21, he's talking about revelation. That is, revelation is not to stay hidden. He says in 22, verse 22, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Say manifested. So so in these two verses, he's talking about revelation and manifestation. If you don't know, I'm, I'm in the vision for this year. Okay. Revelation and manifestation. He said, neither is anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Meaning the seed that's sown in your heart is not to be kept secret. It's supposed to come out. It comes in and you're supposed to receive a revelation that's going to bring out a manifestation of something that God is doing. Okay, y'all, y'all. Verse 23, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. So, so Jesus said, he's before the crowd, he said, if anybody has ears, let him hear. Okay, now everybody out there had ears. Okay. Because they wouldn't be out there listening to him if they didn't. But 
He wasn't talking about natural ears. He's talking about your spiritual ears. So he's saying that a light is not bought to put under a bed. And then he says that anything, there's nothing that's hidden that won't be made manifest. And then he says, now, if you have an ear to hear that, then hear it. <laughs> Revelation, manifestation. And he's saying this because revelation leads to manifestation. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of the man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Mm, my goodness. He said, but it's revealed by the spirit. But you're talking about the word. Well, Jesus said this about the word. The words that I speak, they are spirit and life. 30, 60, and 100 fold. So, Let's look at how do we access the seed. Accessing the seed. That's in Mark 4, 24. He said unto them, take heed what you hear. Now, what I'm teaching you tonight, I walk through this all the time. Most of the messages I preach happen because of this. This, this parable. Now, I didn't realize it until God began to open it up to me. And then I began to see, oh, that's what takes place. This is why it's important to have your heart, your ground, ready to receive when you come in to hear a word from the Lord. Whenever pastor preacher, anybody preaches, anybody. From this passage, I have learned I can receive from anybody. Because the word of God. See, the, I'm talking about the word. Now, that, that man, they may not be anointed. I turn them on television, they may not be anointed. I'm serious. I'm, some of them, I'm like, Lord, have mercy may not be anointed but when they talk about the word and they can line it up I can receive come on because it's the word of God verse 24 he said unto them take heed what you hear with what measure you meet it shall be measured to you and unto you that hear shall more be given so when the word is preached Seed comes into the heart. A word that God has specifically for you. In every message, there's a word for you. It may not be the whole message. It may just be a, a point in the message. It may just, sometimes it's just one word. Somebody will be preaching and that one word that gets stuck right here. And, I'm, and I can't get that one word off of me. Every time you hear the word. It happens when you read the word. I'll get stuck in a passage, and that thing will be get, okay, right here. That's where it is, right there. I can't get off of it. Because there's something specifically for you. Now, watch what Jesus said. He said, take heed what you hear. Take heed. 
what you hear. What's he talking about? What you have discerned that hits your heart. What you heard with your spiritual ear. May not have been the whole message, but I heard something with my spiritual ear. He said, take heed, discern. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Now listen, God measures everything. Let me give you a scripture. 2 Corinthians 10, 13. 2 Corinthians 10, 13. I, don't, I didn't put it up there. 2 Corinthians 10, 13 says this. But we will not boast of things without our measure or outside of our measure. But according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even to you. And so in the original Hebrew, it says, which the God of measure have distributed. The God of measure. Come on now. The Bible says he, he measured out the heavens and the earth. He measured it out. Do, do you know that you have a measure of faith? Every, the Bible says every man gets a measure of faith. He measures faith out. You have a measure of grace. You don't get it all. Come on. You got a measure of grace. Now watch this. You have a measure of the Holy Ghost. Now I heard people say, oh, you got all the Holy... No, you don't. No, no. Because the Bible says that Jesus was given the Spirit without measure. <laughs> he, got, he had the Spirit without measure. You get a measure. See, he can handle the Spirit of God without measure. You can't handle the Holy Ghost without measure. Woo! It'll tear your flesh up. He will, it will tear your flesh up. Oh, my God. You fall out in here with nobody be a resurrection. <laughs> so, just like God... Come on, you, you were made in the image and likeness of God. And just like God measures, you're to measure. That's what you're supposed to do. So what are you measuring? What are you measuring? You're measuring the seed. Oh, my goodness. So this is what happens. And I, I'm pretty close to the end, I think. This is what happens. You get, first of all, seed. Everybody gets seed, okay? When the seed comes, the word of God, everybody gets seed in here. Now, if you're hard-hearted, it just bounces right off. But you can't never say God didn't ever speak to you. <laughs> Come on. If you're shallow, if you're shallow, listen, you just, you just ain't deep enough to receive it. Come on. You, you, stay, you stay in the shallow waters. All right. But you still had seed. But Satan came and took it. Satan came and stole it. You had seed. Okay? Then if you, got, you have a divided heart, you had seed, but it choked. 
the cares of this world. Choked it out because you cared more about your job. Because you cared more about your career. Because you cared more about your kids. Because you cared more about your wife, your husband. You cared more about having fun. You cared more about going to the parties. You care, come on, come on. Are y'all with me in here? Seed. Everybody gets seed. Now, when you get seed, something, there's something that hits your heart because God has something specifically for you. Because you have to have an ear to hear it. We're, we're speaking up here. We're speaking. It's coming through your natural ears. But we're speaking to your spiritual ears. And so God has something specifically for you. Now this is what you have to do. Watch this. So you, you have a seed. Now, when you get that seed, you have to measure it. You measure that seed out. Let me see your, your seed here. Now, hold it up. Now, when it hits your heart, you start to measure. How do you measure? How do you measure the word that's coming to your heart? It's called studying the word of God, meditating on the word of God. Come on. This is, this is how you measure it. When I hear a word, I start to measure it. So I heard the word secret. I started to measure that thing. I said, oh, where in the Bible they talk about a secret? Start looking up all the different passages. Come on. Started getting my concordance out. Studying. You, when you do that, you are measuring. Why do you need to measure? Because the Bible says this. Proverbs 25 and 2. Write that down. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. So God conceals something in your heart. And if you're the honor of kings to search it out. Why? Because within every seed is a secret. If I was going to have y'all do this, but I don't want to get in trouble with, with uh, Deacon Johnson. But I, we chose the sunflower seed because if you open the sunflower seed, there's something in it. That's, the, that's how the word of God is. With every time the word of God is spoken, when the Logos hits you, you got to start to measure it out because inside of the Logos is a rhema. There's a rhema word for you. Write this down. Revelation is proved by research. <laughs> Anybody say they got revelation from God? You prove it by research. You got to, you have to search it out. You got to, and it can be proven by the word of God. Revelation is proven by research. 
2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You have a responsibility to study the logos that God places in your heart and the rhema. You have a responsibility to study the logos and the rhema word. That word study means labor over. To labor over it. To study it out. To pray it out. To meditate on it. That's measuring. Now watch this. So when, when you get start to measure, you'll see. God looks at it and said, okay, all right. Since you got some and you're measuring it out, I'm going to give you more. It, he said, you, you got it and you're measuring it. Then he gives you more. But if the seed comes and you don't do anything with it, God says, what you got, I'm taking it. He takes it. He says, oh, so you didn't do nothing with it. I'm taking it back. Why is he going to take it back? Because if he doesn't, Satan will come. Come on, he's not going to let the devil have nothing. <laughs> he doesn't want him to have it. The seed, the word. So he says, if you're not doing anything with it, well, what you got? I'll just take it. I'm taking it. This is how I get, I'm telling you, this is how I get messages. I, I begin to measure. When it hits my heart, I measure it out. Because I know inside of that Logos word, there's a rhema for me. And then God, when I start to measure it, the revelation comes. Because there's a secret within the seed. Come on. I've done it over and over. And then I started watching other people do it. And I realized, okay, that's what's happening. That's what's happening right there. Pastor, he received a seed. Psalm 145 and 4. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. He received that seed. As a, a logos into his heart. Now, if he just would have left it there, oh, I would, oh, God spoke that word to me, and then that was it. That's all it would have been. But because he began to measure out the logos while he was sitting on the runway in Tampa, Florida. Because <laughs> God says, when you measure, he gives you more. So he's sitting on the runway in Tampa, the termac, and he hears leadership. But he hears that because he heard the Logos. Come on, somebody. Psalm 145 and 4. And so he hears leadership. And then, okay, so that, uh, that's a word, you know, leadership. Okay, I, I heard that word, leadership. But he didn't leave it at that. He began to measure that. Because that's a rhema word. And when God gives you a rhema word, you have just as much a responsibility to measure that as you do the logos. 
because we don't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So now you, you got, he's got leadership. And so he begins to do what? Measure that out. Pray about it. Read up on Study. Then what happens? Now we got a whole, we got a whole school of leadership. Because he measured out the seed, the word. Don't be lazy with the word of God. Every time you come in, you're getting a word. And when God speaks something directly into your heart, you have a responsibility to measure it out. You better, listen, you better get your tape measure and start measuring it out. Some of you, you, you waiting on answers to stuff. You know, that seed uh, may be logos at first, but as rhema in your heart, it may come out to be a business when it manifests. It could be a business. It, it, it could be your breakthrough you look, you're looking for. It, it could be a healing. But you got to come in with the right heart. The right heart. Ready to receive the word of God. Because you've, you've had your heart before God. And you're ready, you want whatever he's going to give you. Come on. You can stand to your feet. I hope this helps you tonight. Because I, I so want to see God's people be a student of the word. Be a student of the word of God. You know, people are falling for all kind of stuff. That's one of the things about social media and, oh, my God. You got everybody preaching all kind of stuff. And, I, you know, I don't respond to stuff on, I don't respond to anything on Facebook. I've had Facebook how many years now? I've had it quite a few years, and I've only responded once. That's because my wife was doing, planning on doing a Christmas something, and I was like, no. <laughs> she put it on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that ain't happening. <laughs> and that's the only time. But there are times I want to get on Facebook with, and tell some of these Facebook prophets that you don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't even line up with the word of God. You know, do you, listen, and, and I, I feel that way because I, I have to go to work and people are questioning me about things. And I'm like, who said that? No, he did not say that. That ain't true. That's not the word. You know, we got to have a hunger for the word of God. And we got to study the word because God wants to put a word in your heart. But if you don't study it, <laughs> you won't listen. You won't have revelation or manifestation. And God told me coming into this year, we, I knew, you know, I knew, uh, you know, we were going to be speaking about revelation and, and manifestation. And, and God said, Wayne. There'll be no manifestation without consecration. That's what God told me. There won't be any without consecration. And so God's calling his people to consecration. Get your heart right. So that you can receive the seed. Get your heart together. 
so that you can receive all that God has for you. And, he, when, and God says everything that he has for you is wrapped up inside of that seed. And he's been giving it to you multiple times during the week. <laughs> and you've had it, but you let the devil come and steal it. Or either you're just too shallow. You think it's all just about shouting and running and dancing and hollering and screaming. I can sit through a whole service and never holler and scream and get a word from God. Because I came in, I, I want God to deposit something into my heart. Come on, let's get our hearts before God. Can we just take a moment? Get our hearts before him. And really let him know that we don't want anything else but him. I don't want anything else in my heart but God. I don't, I don't want nothing else in my heart but God. I have to keep my heart all the time. Keep me... That, when you are guarding your heart, that means you, you're checking it. Oh, wait a minute. Did I do that in the right spirit? Did I say that with the right attitude? Did I? Checking all the time. I came into this year. <laughs> I came into this year. I, I was repenting to my wife daily. Daily. When we hit that 21-day fast, 21 days I was going in honey you know what I, I need to I need to, I need to uh, repent listen it wasn't easy because you don't want to repent okay I say I didn't want to repent but in order for God to get in a place with God with my heart I had to get some things right so I, you know, I go to pray and God said, all right, go tell your wife that you didn't answer her the right way and you apologize. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Come on. Let's just take a moment and lift our hands. And don't just lift your hands to, to God. Lift your heart to him. Tell him you need an exchange. Lord, we need an exchange. David realized he needed an exchange. And he, did, he didn't say, God, do something with my heart. He said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. He wanted a new heart. Just take a moment. Let's lift our hearts to God. Can we just worship for a moment? Come on, tell them nobody else would do. Nothing else is going to do. Just take, take that where you're standing right now and make that place an altar.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. 